What's up, guys? Kevin Sheldon, One Love Ministries, and we're back with you guys. Hope everybody's doing good, and uh, I hope since the last time that we talked that everybody has shined a little bit of light on whatever it was that you're struggling with, and I, I pray and I believe that if you did, that God uh, showed his strength in the weakness that you chose to expose, and I, I believe that that took place. And uh, what well, what we're gonna get into is from starting on this one, from this one right here, uh, and then the next three, so be four total. Um, I want to talk to you about storms in life, and um, we're gonna go through the book of Jonah. Uh, Jonah faced a bit of a storm, and uh, we're gonna kind of dissect that down because <laughs> you know maybe you can relate to this, but let me let me uh, unpack this and set the stage for you. So. Do you find yourself in life where, you know, it seems like the, the moment that you finally got something taken care of and you come up for breath and, and about the time that you even start to regain your thoughts of, of dealing with the last thing that happens, something else hits you and then something else hits you and then something else hits you and then you look up and you're like, man, everybody that's supposed to be there, I don't see them, I don't feel them, you know, I feel alone in this thing, I don't know which way I'm headed, God, please, you know, give me some break, give me some relief. If you've been in that situation or you're going through that situation, you are in a storm in life, my friend. And a lot of times when we face that, we ask God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? You know, we, we call them desert experiences. You know, we say, oh, well, we're off in the desert somewhere and, um, you know, God's so distant and I haven't felt his presence in so long. But now, he hear me out on this because... And I'm speaking from a place of experience of coming through. I just came through a crazy hard storm in my life. I'm talking about over the last year I have faced, in less than a year, I faced major hernia surgery. I faced, uh, I had an abscess go to my brain, made me go blind in my in my vision. I like literally legally went blind, lost my vision, had hernia surgery, face surgery. Uh, the hernia or the, the abscess that went to our brain almost killed me. I just came out of a divorce. I mean, it has been a, a year uh, of craziness. And so I started looking at this and I was like, God, you know, and, and I started feeling the same way I just described to you. I started feeling like, well, where's God? God, where are you at? You know, like what is going on? And I felt like God just left me high and dry and I didn't, I didn't understand it, you know. And so God, you know, it, it came to my came to my attention. I'm in a storm. I mean, I am in I'm in a storm in life. And so I started looking this out. I started saying, okay, God will uh, speak to me, you know, and, and just reveal this to me. Like, how do, how do I deal with this? How do I, what do I need to know right now? And, and so in this, here in my heart, like I, like I try to tell you guys all the time, man, I, I want to be transparent with you and I want to be honest with you. And a lot, a, a lot of why we're not living a successful Christian life is because of our own maturity as Christians. And so the storms that we're in, like we're going to see here most of the time, guys, and hear me on this, it, it has to do with the way that we handle things. It has to do with the way that we're doing things. Like, no, did I have control over the fact that, that an abscess went to my brain? You know, things happen. I, I get that. But how we choose to react towards things and how we choose to handle them uh, makes all the difference in the world. And so let, let's just bust open the word and, and we're going to kind of, you know, ease into this. And the, over the next three times, you know, we'll, we'll really try to get more into everything. But let me just read. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be in the first chapter of Jonah. It's a, it's a very short book in the Bible. Um, I, if you don't know who Jonah was, 
uh, just an overview. Jonah basically was a guy that God said, hey, I need you to go over to the city and I need you to cry out for me and tell them that they need to repent for their sins. Jonah didn't want to do it. He ended up trying to run off, and, and as you're, as you're going to hear, God had to get his attention, and um, you know, he, he, he a storm came. A lot of people know it from you know, as a kid, you hear Jonah was in the belly of the whale, and so that's who that's who Jonah was. Now, just a little backstory, real quick. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. It's been said that Jonah uh, that that the Ninevites killed Jonah's dad, and either way, Jonah hated the Ninevites, like he hated them. And when God said, I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to cry out and, and tell them uh, to repent, you know, that I might forgive them if they will repent, Jonah was like, I'm not going. I'm not doing that because I want to see them burn. I want to see them perish and I want to see them destroyed. So I'm not doing that. Well, God had to get his attention like he often has to do in our own lives. Right, guys? So let's, let's read this. Jonah chapter 1, verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Amidiae, uh, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarsh from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarsh, so he paid the fare, and he went down into it to go with them to Tarsh from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty temptress in the sea, so that the ship was uh, about to be broken up. So then the mariners were afraid. Verse 5, then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and he threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the parts of the ship and laid down and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him, and he said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call your God. Perhaps your God will consider us, so that we may not perish. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Please tell us, for whose cause this trouble is upon us? What is your occupation and where do you come from? What is your country and of what people are you? Verse 9. So he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the seas and dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why have you done this? For the men knew that he had fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do? to you that the sea may be calm for us for the sea was growing more temptress and he said to them pick me up and throw me into the sea then the sea will become calm for you i know that this is a great temptress because of me nevertheless the men rode hard to return to land but they could not for the sea continued to grow more temptress against them therefore they cried out to the lord and they said we pray O lord please do not let us perish for this man's life and do not charge us with innocent blood for you. O Lord, have done this as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah, and they threw him in the sea, and the sea ceased from raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And that's the end of verse 1. Crazy, right? So, 
I just wanted to read that so you had the whole thing. And now I just want to, I just want to throw out a couple of things that I'm going to let you guys think about. And then we'll, we'll pick up in the next one. But like I said, oftentimes the storms come because of decisions we make. So why did this storm even come across Jonah? Because Jonah didn't do what the Lord asked him to do. And as Christians, if we consider ourselves Christians, then everything we do, every decision we make, we have to run it through the word. It has to be ran through the word. So like if we say we serve God, like I can't serve God on Monday and then whatever he asked me to do on Tuesday, if I don't agree with it, I'm not going to do it. Like I have to do it then even if I don't want to do it. And so... Jonah didn't want to go. You know, he wanted to have his own thing. and He didn't want to have anything to do with them because he didn't like them. But that's not his decision. And sometimes in life when God asks us to do stuff, it's not our decision. And we don't know why God, why God called Jonah, knowing that he hated the Ninevites. Who knows? The Bible's not very clear why he chose Jonah. Obviously, maybe he was working something out in Jonah that needed to be worked out. Maybe we'll get it. Maybe we'll see that by the end of this book. But, um... Nevertheless, God often asks us to do things, and, and when we rebel against God, and when we rebel against what we know is the right thing to do, storms come in our lives, right? You know, I know it has been that way for me. So he tells him, arise, go to Nineveh, but he doesn't, you know? And so God, so basically what I'm saying is this, if you find yourself in a storm, what's the first thing you should be asking yourself? Not God stop the storm. If, if, if God has to cause a storm in your life, well, what's, it, what's the purpose of that? It's to get your attention. God is trying to get your attention with the storm. He was trying to get Jonah's attention. And so when you find yourself in a storm, the first thing you got to ask yourself is, okay, God, you're, you're obviously trying to get my attention, but why? So now, now that we're asking the right question, you know, ask yourself why. And I want you to look at the fact that this storm in Jonah's life that could have been avoided if he'd have done the thing God was asking, it didn't just affect Jonah. You know, we read here where it says that the guys started throwing everything off the ship. They started throwing all their stuff off the ship. That was that. That's not stuff that Jonah worked for. That's not stuff that Jonah bought. That's not. It had nothing to do with him. That was other people's stuff that they had to get rid of because of a decision Jonah made. How many times in our life, guys, like I said, if we're being mature people, if we're taking ownership and responsibility, how many times in our own life have we sat there and, and because of decisions we made, it cost other people around us that we cared about, right? I mean, let's be real here. We want to grow. So, I mean, I know I've done it. I'm sure whoever's listening, I'm sure you've done it. But that's not the way it should be, guys. We should come to a place in life where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to do this because I've played it out. And if I do this, it's going to cost other people uh, it's going to cost them something that they shouldn't have to pay because it's not their problem, right? It wasn't these guys' problem that, that, that God wanted him to go to a city he didn't like. So on top of the storms coming, we, don't, we, we can't keep making decisions that just make everything we do you know, wreck somebody else's life. That, 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 you get what I'm trying to say? I know you, know, I know you understand what I'm saying, so I'm just going gonna, gonna to move on with that. So we know when the storm comes, God's trying to get our attention. So that's the first thing. We don't have to wonder why we're in a storm. We got to figure out what's God trying to say to me as to why I'm catching friction. Because what's God say? Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. So when we're on a path and we're seeking God, you're not going to have resistance on the path God has you on. You're not going to have to get off the path God has you on and go get something and bring it back on the path to come with you. He says, seek first the kingdom and I'll put everything in your way. 
I'll put the house, I'll put the cars, I'll put the wife, I'll put the husband, I'll put all that in your path, just seek my face. So, you know, God sends storms to get our attention. Don't let what we do and the, the decisions we make affect other people's life and cost other people uh, things that we that it's not our right to gamble on. So these people paid with their stuff, their ship's getting broken up, they're scared of losing their life, they're having to cast lots, they're, they're, they're running around frantically trying to figure out what's up, then they have the burden on throwing this guy overboard, they're, they're begging to God... Please don't don't charge us with innocent blood. They're, they're having to carry weight and loads that wasn't their responsibility. It's ours. There's people in your life that are carrying weights and loads right now based on the fact that you're not mature, that you're not making decisions that you know God is telling you to make, and it's time for us to grow up and make decisions that we know are right, that are not costing other people stuff that's not ours to give, is the bottom line. You find yourself in a storm, start asking God, why am I in this storm and what is it that I need to grow from? Don't point fingers at everybody around you and figure out why everybody else isn't doing what, what you think they should do. It's, that's, that's the wrong way to look at stuff. And as we'll see, what did Jonah say? He had no choice other than to come to the point of understanding, I have to take responsibility for this because it's now costing other people way too much. It's not that Jonah didn't fear dying if they threw him overboard. Like, he, he didn't have any idea that God was going to send a fish. He had no idea. He just thought, okay, I've cost these people enough. They're fearing for their life. I've watched them throw everything they own overboard. The ship's going to get broke up. Enough's enough. Let me finally take responsibility for this. And that's just how it played out. God sent a fish. But, guys, I encourage you, if you're in a storm right now, Seek God's face and ask him why. Why the storm? Why does he need your attention? What is it that he's been trying to say? And he may have been trying to say it for five years, ten years, a year, six months. I don't know. It's, it's your own personal thing you're going through. But if you're in a storm, God's trying to get your attention because he loves you. He's trying to get your attention because there's something he's trying to get to you that he hasn't been able to get your attention up till having to take it to this point so guys um we're gonna keep continuing to bust this open and talk about these storms in life so i encourage you till the next time that 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 we uh we jump into chapter two um if you're in a storm hold on it does get better if you're in a storm uh just look to god and and let's be responsible mature uh christians and weigh these things out ask yourself and be honest with yourself is what I'm doing costing people around me I care about? Uh, what is God trying to get my attention for and have I been paying attention? And uh, ask God to show these answers and ask God to open your heart to some truths that we're going to get into. I love you guys. We believe in you guys. And um, like I said, always remember this. If you don't remember nothing else, you are absolutely valuable to God. And we'll see y'all next time.